Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. A very good morning and welcome to our programme, the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme with John O'Connor. Coming up later in the programme, details regarding a special Biological Soil Health and Fertility Farm Walk being organised for Wednesday 2nd of October in Timaleague. Also in the programme, details of forthcoming IFA meetings including a farm business transfer and succession planning meeting in Mallow. And also Cork Central IFA Dairy Committee will meet in Vienna Woods Hotel to discuss price for milk, market outlook in general, animal health and welfare, nitrates, cap and Brexit. Also the department has organised a special Brexit seminar entitled Practical Steps to Keep Agri-Food Trade Moving. And that's on Monday, September 30th at Radisson Blue, Little Island, County Cork. Details later. But our top story... Dairy Gold Cooperative Society, our sponsor, on 26th of September 2019, marked the centenary of the foundation of the Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited with an event at its headquarters in Mitchellstown, County Cork. Secretary General of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Brendan Gleeson, was in attendance to commemorate the event as well as former leaders of the cooperative, founding members and their successors. To mark the occasion, Dairy Gold established an in-house collection of memorabilia at its Clonmel Road offices, displaying a variety of old photographs and documents from the Mitchellstown Co-op era. And in addition, also commissioned a commemorative book entitled Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, A History 1919-1990, written by Limerick historian John Hock, who himself is a shareholder member of the Society. Speaking at the event, Mr. Brendan Gleeson said that a centenary celebration is a significant milestone for any business, but to be celebrating a 100th anniversary as a successful, profitable and growing business is an achievement worth noting. He said Dairy Goat Cooperative and its predecessor, Mitchellstown Co-op, whose anniversary we were celebrating, could lay claim to that distinction. He said the cooperative dairy industry had been a leading light in supporting rural farming life and employment across the Munster region over the generations. And he had no doubt we would continue to witness the ongoing success into the next 100 years. Mr Gleeson said the centenary celebrations were truly a milestone achievement and whilst Mitchellstown Co-op were now part of Dairy Gold since the successful merger with Ballyclaw in 1990, it was very much important to celebrate and acknowledge the lifetime of Mitchellstown Co-op itself. 
He recalled, while in one way 1919 was a long time ago with Ireland and the world living in somewhat uncertain times, with the then recently ended World War I, the Irish War of Independence, and a somewhat uncertain political landscape across Europe, the actions of a group of local farmers, Con O'Brien, Roger Kiley, Joe O'Donoghue, PJ Luddy, James Quinlan and James Daw decided that the best way forward for farmers was to face an uncertain future, but to face it together. Notwithstanding, as faced by many co-ops at the time, Mr Brendan Gleeson noted, when seeking to establish themselves, significant opposition was posed, yet they successfully set up Mitchellstown Co-op, which evolved and grew over time to help give us what is today Dairy Gold Cooperative Society Limited, Ireland's largest farmer-owned cooperative. And Mr Brendan Gleeson said he wondered what the founding fathers of Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited would make of a record turnover of 992.9 million in 2018 when accounts for the very first seven months of trading of Mitchellstown Co-op showed a profit of just over the equivalent of 361 euro. Concluding his wide-ranging and detailed address, to the attentive audience celebrating the 100th anniversary of the establishment of Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society, he once again congratulated all associated with the celebrations on behalf of his department. He looked forward to working alongside them for another 100 years. Mr John O'Gorman, Chairman of Dairy Gold Cooperative Society Limited, spoke to the Farm Talk programme about the event. Well, today we celebrated a magnificent milestone in the history of uh, cooperative industry in Mitchellstown, uh, the 100th year anniversary from the founding of the Mitchellstown Agricultural Cooperative Society. So today was uh, an occasion, uh, a happy occasion, which we were delighted to mark, and it was important that we did mark that occasion. And going back, you referred to the troubled times, not just the inauguration of Mitchellstown Cooperative Society, but the troubled times, the establishment of the state and all of the things that were going on against that background. So I suppose we could draw inspiration and strength from the resilience of farmers as we face into Brexit and a number of very severe unknowns. Yes, I, I don't think there has been any decade uh, from 1919 onwards that the co-op hasn't faced some challenge of one shape or form and they have always been resilient, they've found ways to adapt and they have come out the other side I think stronger and better for it all but there has been, absolutely there has been some severe challenges faced by this organisation in the past and I'm sure there will be again in the future but farmers and their representatives are resilient and they will face those challenges and find the solutions for them. And we face, in common with the rest of the world, the global climate warming, all these things. But Dairy Gold has uh, initiated and stayed with the sustainable model, sustainable dairy production. Sustainability is your key word and your uh, milk letter, etc. All emphasise practices which are in line with sustainability. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it would do us well to remember that there are three legs to this sustainability stool. You have the economic sustainability, which is hugely important to our members. You have the um, economic, the social sustainability, which is at the, at the core of the culture of the cooperative movement. And you also have the environmental sustainability. And if we don't take cognizant, if we're not cognizant of the effects that we are having on our environment, we cannot claim to have a sustainable industry going forward. So we are very much aware of the 
the effects our industry can have on the environment, both positive and negative, and we need to work in order to uh, resolve any of the issues which we will face into the future. And I have every confidence in Irish farmers, Irish industry, Irish dairy industry in particular, to deal with those challenges as they come. As they come. And two very important people who are here today from the Department of Agriculture on one hand and ICOS on the other. You might just say a few words about Mr. Brendan Gleeson, Chief Officer, Department of Agriculture, and the President of ICOS, uh, Jerry Long. Just a few words about the tremendous appreciation they showed for the huge investment and commitment of Dairy Gold right up to now. Well, I think from Jerry Long as President of ICOS, um, did acknowledge the work which has been done within the Mitchestown area, general Mitchestown area, Ballyclaw area and so forth, in the formation and the, the, the ongoing um, cooperation which exists between, between farmers in the area, um, the fantastic strides that have been made from a cooperative point of view, uh, they acknowledge the growth in the industry and from very humble beginnings right up to today's uh, very successful Dairy Gold Cooperative. I suppose from Brendan Leeson's point of view, he'd also acknowledged the role which agriculture pay, plays in the general economy in Ireland, uh, was full of compliments and praise for it, especially during the downturn period in, from 2007 onwards, and uh, he recognised that. He did also highlight the challenges which currently face the industry, and we cannot hide from them, and one of those challenges is sustainability and animal welfare, in particular from a dairy industry point of view, uh, he highlighted the issue around the male calf from the dairy industry and that is something that we need to be cognizant of and we need to take responsibility for. But it's very much, in my opinion, an element of personal responsibility here as well has to be taken. And last but not least, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and Marine, Minister Michael Cree TD, he sent along his very best wishes and of course reminding people he too had been a dairy gold supplier before he became Minister. Indeed, yes, uh, Michael Creed, Minister Michael Creed has been uh, a great servant both to Irish agriculture and to a dairy gold in particular and has always... Uh, made no secret of his admiration for the co-op industry in Ireland in particular but also Dairy Gold and his affiliations with it and he's, he, he does have a, a connection, a historic connection with the area and with the co-op and we very much appreciate uh, his contribution uh, to today's proceedings. Thank you very much indeed for taking valuable time to speak to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Mr John O'Gorman, Chairman of Dairy Gold Cooperative Society, speaking on the occasion of the celebration of the centenary of the establishment of Mitchellstown Cooperative Society. Thank you, John, very much indeed. Thank you indeed. Dairy Gold Cooperative Society Chief Executive Officer Mr Jim Wolfe also spoke to Farm Talk. He emphasised the importance of celebrating 100 years since the establishment of Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, but also very much looking at the present situation in Dairy Gold and plans for the future. The people that joined us today were very much involved in either uh, themselves as directors, as members of committees, uh, as supporting organisations that have uh, uh, enabled the success of Dairy Gold over the decades. Um, 
I suppose also I'd like to thank very much uh, our local committee and the people who organised the centenary events of this week um, because it is significant. It is, it is really important to remember uh, you know, the good work that people did 100 years ago in challenging times. We have challenges now in business, you know, Brexit, many other things, sustainability and all the rest. But they had serious challenges in setting up the co-op movement here in 1919. Uh, and, you know, it's proper that we do commemorate correctly uh, the, their work and remember what they have done. There are three main pillars you refer to today in terms of the current dairy gold structure and the huge investment. The key pillars of the dairy gold operation as we see it today. Yeah, I suppose... I was more or less rather than going back, being involved in currently running the business. You know, it's important to talk about what currently is happening. And this decade, uh, I best describe it as the, the renaissance of the dairy industry uh, in the context that the removal of milk quotas in 2015 and all that had to go with that in the investment side. Uh, as you refer to, John, I mean, we're in the second phase of primary processing investment. We're well on it now. At this stage, we're in year two of it. There's 130 million being invested at the moment in capital expenditure across three sites uh, in Cork. We have the Tina Dairy Gold investment in, in East Cork and Mogili, uh, where that uh, factory is now near completion and hopefully will be commissioned uh, uh, after a validation process uh, coming up to Christmas and early New Year. Uh, associated with that, we have the whey investment in Castle Farum because the more cheese we have, obviously, the more whey we, we uh, have to process. Uh, and we're building capability there to bring us up to a weekly capacity of 25 million litres of milk in Castle Farum. And that's a 32 million investment there. Uh, and then, of course, we have more the milk growth continues. This year, we're approaching 1.4 billion litres. It's an increase of 6.5% in prior year. Uh, and uh, we're installing a new evaporation drying system in Mallow to bring our Mallow site capability up to 20 million litres a week in 2020. So really and truly uh, quite significant investment uh, and in terms of totality, uh, between 2012 and 2020 we'll have 300 million invested in primary processing. So that's quite an amount in this decade. So, uh, uh, so the work that was done by the members in 1919 and right through the other decades, you know, because of that good work, we were able to build on that uh, now and to shape the organisation for what is uh, an expanding uh, industry. And sustainability, that's the motivating ethos behind Dairy Gold as we hear ongoing fears about uh, climate change, etc., etc., emissions. But sustainability, sustainable dairy farming, that is your motivating ethos. Yes, I think, look, there's an awful lot to be done and to be understood about that yet and a lot of things to be applied at farm level. Uh, I suppose, you know, uh, we need to work closely with the Research Institute, TAGASC. We need to work with their advisory wing in the context at farm level to ensure that our members are adapting practices at farm level that ensure that they are the most sustainable going forward. We have a very good story to tell from a grass-fed, grass-based milk production system. That's what's being sought in the marketplace. But it must be able to be scientifically backed up uh, with an evidence-based data uh, that we're doing it in a sustainable fashion. Uh, and that's where our members, we need to, to uh, communicate more, we need to work more, and we need our members to adopt uh, sustainable practices to enable us to go from uh, success uh, to success. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Jim Wolfe, CEO, Dairy Gold Cooperative Society. Thank you for talking to us for the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, your own programme. Thank you, Jim, very much indeed. Thank you, John. 
Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, MEP Sean Kelly. Sean, welcome to the programme. Now, Thank you very much. You're very welcome indeed. Of course, at EU level, you are in a position to see at a distance with perspective the future of Irish agriculture. As this is a dairy-connected event, can I ask you to tell our listeners how you feel today about the future of dairying, looking at it from the Irish perspective. We're here in Ireland, in the Town today, and of course from EU level. But I think we might refer to what's going on today here and why you're here. Yes, uh, obviously agriculture is a very important industry in Ireland, has been and I think will continue to be. Uh, Dairy Gold and other businesses like it have modernised hugely. Uh, Things are done now in a very sustainable way and there's a product second to none. And I think once we keep that on the scene and on people's radar, I think the future for dairying is very good. Uh, I'm involved also in the European Union on the Trade Committee, have been for the last five years. And of course, uh, on Monday next, uh, the hearing will be for uh, Commissioner Hogan, who is uh, designed to get that portfolio in the next five years. And I think that's going to be very good for uh, Ireland and good for dairy and good for Europe generally, because there will be opportunities opening up especially in uh, new markets around the world and I know that the Irish agri-food industry is well positioned to avail of those markets as people look more and more for quality food and I think that's one of the things that Dairy Gold has and that can be guaranteed because you hear almost every day now of uh, foods and then there's an investigation or an audit and uh, they aren't what they're supposed to be whereas the standards here in Ireland are very, very uh, high. Uh, they comply with all EU regulations, and I think that's something that, if, that the customer is very much aware of, and we can add value when others can't. And when we look at Mitchellstown Co-op, and when Mitchellstown Co-op was established, obviously, a century ago, little did we think that we would be looking to China and Asia as a key future markets. Yeah, we didn't think so, but that's where the key markets are in the future. And I am actually a member of what they call the ASEAN Committee that takes in all the countries in South Asia, Southeast Asia and China. And there goes a huge growth there and again a huge demand for quality food, Western quality food, which as you said, Mitchellstown Co-op started many years ago, but is now expanding and expanding because of the ability to meet these needs and I think once we continue on that path I think the future can be very bright. We are an exporting nation, we export a vast amount of the beef and dairy and other agri-produce which we do in this country but would you like to comment in general on the European Union allowing 99,000 tonnes of beef in from Brazil under the Mercosur deal from Brazil from the South American countries but Do you feel there is any case for Irish farmers, Irish beef farmers, to feel concerned that we are opening up the European Union to potentially 99,000 tonnes of beef coming from those Mercosur countries? Or or should we welcome this? It's it's a very difficult question. It is an interesting question. In actual fact, I'm just after coming back from Brussels now. And uh, we discussed this during the week and I raised that particular issue. Uh, The answer the Commission gave me they said it's only 1% of uh, the overall production and it would only increase uh, imports by 1%. But I think that's not the issue. I think it's the message it sends out, uh, particularly at a time when we see rampant deforestation, especially in Brazil. I don't think we should be seen to do anything 
that would seem to encourage that. And uh, while that is there, I think people are going to be uh, very suspicious, very angry. And obviously at a time when we have big challenges in Ireland, both in terms of dairy and beef, I think uh, that uh, Mercosur deal is going to be uh, very strongly challenged within Europe. And it's uh, by no means a done deal and mightn't be there for a long time to come. Some people say we should face up to the difficult questions. Number one, uh, Commissioner Hogan would have said when he was EU Commissioner of Agriculture, he would have said, well, these cattle aren't being produced on burnt-down forests. They're being produced in areas where forests had disappeared long, long ago, as they have in Europe. But when it comes to the whole situation of providing feed, providing very often GM feed for the European Union's cattle, sheep, poultry industry, we must admit quite a substantial amount of that comes from the Mercosur countries and Brazil in particular. We have to ask ourselves, where is the feed for animals and for livestock and poultry? Where is that to be produced? Yeah, I think that's a fair question. That's why I said this debate is going to run. And I've heard it already mentioned without we actually setting up the new commission yet. But once that's set up, it's going to take off big time. And they are actually very, very strong and valid points. Allied to that, you have the fact that consumption is dropping in Europe. You have also the fact that uh, in the uh, beef programme for support for beef farmers in Ireland because of Brexit, one of the things they're suggesting there is a reduction in production. So there is a kind of a, a paradox there that you'd ask your own farmers who are producing to the highest standards and uh, complying with all the rules to reduce production while you increase exports uh, or imports from countries where the same sustainability and traceability isn't uh, to be recorded or to be recognised or to be uh, audited properly from our point of view. So yes, I think uh, these are issues that have to be put on the table because uh, there's no point in saying uh, oh we have to do this and we have to do that i think you have to be transparent you have to be consistent and there is a lack of consistency in the arguments here as you've pointed out commissioner phil hogan said he would be embarrassed or mortified or disgraced to coin a phrase to paraphrase him if the 50 million euro which the eu had put forward and the 50 million matching from the irish exchequer under the beam program only a very small portion of that 100 million euro has actually been applied for and people outside the beef sector would say well how can farmers if, if the beef farmers and the farmers are in such a bad state how can they afford to be so picky well in fairness i, I don't think they're so picky i was very happy when uh, commissioner hogan and minister creed announced this special 100 million uh, for the beef industry but uh, it was rather strange to see it attached to reducing production and I think that is the issue uh, for beef farmers. So they will have to look at it and they'll say I'm going to get so much and then I'm going to have to reduce production uh, over a long period of time, I'm going to lose more than I gain. And uh, as I said also, for them, and in fairness it's a very, very valid argument, uh, you're giving them money to reduce production uh, while you're actually encouraging increased production from uh, countries like Brazil where uh, sustainability certainly hasn't been proven and may never be proven. So I can understand that position. So I think it might have to be re-looked at or extended because if the 100 million is there, the beef farmers should get it and they deserve it.
MEP Sean Kelly, Finnegale MEP Sean Kelly at the Mitchellstown 100 year celebration, the centenary celebrations. Thank you very much indeed for having spoken to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme and good luck in Brussels on behalf of Irish agriculture and Irish interests. Thank you, Sean, very much indeed. Thank you very much and uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and I often listen to your programme every chance I get. It's very fair, it's very informative and uh, always worth listening to. So keep up the good work. Sean, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Next in our programme, a comment from Deputy Kevin O'Keefe in a foil on the Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society centenary celebrations. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Deputy Kevin O'Keefe. Kevin, welcome to the programme. You might remind our listeners of what's going on here today and uh, how you feel. Great progress. I'm delighted to be here today in Clamell Road, Mitchton. We are celebrating the 100-year anniversary of the founding of Mitchton Co-op. A unique achievement. Great stories have been made over the past 100 years. Until now, they developed an amalgamated uh, dairy gold, which has been a success of lately, but it's, an, it's an also an emotional day, like, you know, because my own family background, you know, my father and my grandfather was chairman of Mitchell Co-op, and today to go back to through what they went through in those hard times, to develop this great cooperative society, to enable farmers to be able to sell the produce, also you can see what brands, national brands we had in, here in Mitchell well-renowned brand names be in, the, in the cheese or even in, 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 the, in the meat sector but the big thing here John is that um, it's a hundred years on it's hopefully that we can go forward secure the future of farming here in Mitchstone in the Narkach area in Mallow and hopefully you know, that, that people will recognise what our forefathers did to ensure that we're, we're, we're here today where we are today like, in regards to the achievements by Mitchstone Co-op and in turn by the Eric Co-op today and the company chief executive Jim Wolf and, and his uh, fellow workers and we must acknowledge the work that was given by the employees down through the years also in this area in Mitchstone, Narcock, in the catchment areas into South Limerick and uh, Tipperary where we drew many um, employees from as well as the, the suppliers of the farmers who have been committed and light supporters of Dairy Gold down through the years. 
we hear so much talk about the environment, we worry about climate change, etc. But do you see the future sustainability of the dairy sector, even expansion, being feasible under the change to global situation we have, attention to the environment, emissions, etc.? Do you feel we will be able to cope with that and continue on the road to expansion uh, using the potential of Asia for our goods? Well, John, I suppose we're here today, you know, and one of the main highlights of the Winchestone Co-op was uh, the, 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 the formation of Gelty Cheese Brands. And Gelty Cheese Brands were formed on the basis of so that there'd be no byproducts being discharged into our local rivers, ensure that the byproducts was sent into other, for other farm uses. Like, you know, and that just shows you that the farming community have an attachment to the land in ensuring that our environment is of a clean and safe environment location. So as, you move, as we move forward, we're in for drastic changes, I understand that, but I'm sure that the farmers will comply with our requirements are needed to ensure that climate change uh, harm will be reduced as we go forward. Do you feel people overreacted a bit, uh, a bit too enthusiastically when the milk kosher regime ended, when the EU milk kosher regime ended uh, a couple of years ago, that people perhaps uh, overproduced uh, for a period anyway until we found uh, new markets and processing facilities? Of course, Dairy Gold has been to the fore in ensuring it can process milk. But was there an overreaction at one point to the abolition of the EU milk quota? Well, the previous government uh, under Fianna Fáil actually uh, was the original farm letters of the Harvest 2020 programme, which was to see the major development in agricultural produce in this country. And one of that was um, going forward, increasing milk production. There is pluses and minuses against it at the moment because of the issue of the caramel emissions off the land from the livestock. And that, you know, and, but hopefully we can address that issue going forward and the imbalances you know, in regards to uh, agricultural activities, i.e. do we go for the beef? Or do we go for the dairy cow? I think we can strike a balance there. Deputy Kevin O'Keefe, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks a million. John, thanks a million. In the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11, we look forward to broadcasting comments from many other guests who were at the Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited centenary celebrations, which took place on Thursday last Sincere thanks to all who spoke to the farm programme at the event. Listeners are reminded that Toe and Fert Ireland will hold a biological soil health and fertility farm walk at Thomas Griffin's farm at Ballinrohar, Timoley, County Cork, Air Code P72FW08 on Wednesday 2nd of October at 2pm. Speakers on the farm walk will discuss practical methods on how to assess and improve soil health and fertility naturally, improving vital earthworm numbers naturally in your soils. A demonstration of the toe and fert fertilizer spreader will also be available with details on how to reduce chemical nitrogen use. Further details regarding the toe and fert Ireland operation on the Facebook page or by contacting Mr. Leslie Dwyer at the following number 087 8288542. That's 087 8288542. The Toe and Fert Ireland Biological Soil Health and Fertility Farm Walk at Thomas Griffin's Farm, Ballinroher, Timoley, County Cork, Aircode P72, FW08, 
on Wednesday, 2nd of October at 2pm. Upcoming IFA meetings, Tuesday, 1st of October, IFA Farm Business Transfer and Succession Planning Meeting, venue Mallow GA Pavilion, just outside Mallow Town, at 8.30pm. Speakers, Austin Finn, Programme Manager, Land Mobility Service, Stuart Crowley, IFAC, James Staines from Staines Law, Topics, Succession Planning, Farm Transfer, Taxation and Reliefs, Farm Partnership and Share Farming Options, Long-Term Leasing Reliefs and Preparing Your Will, all welcome to attend. That's the Tuesday, 1st of October 2019, venue, the Mallow GA Pavilion, 8.30pm. Thursday, 3rd of October 2019, Cork Central IFA Dairy Committee will meet in Vienna Woods Hotel Glanmire outside Cork City at 8pm. Speakers Tom Phelan, IFA Dairy Chairman, Tommy Heffernan, Irish Farmers Journal Vet, and Brendan Smitty Chogask. Topics will include price, market outlook, animal health and welfare, nitrates, cap and Brexit. The Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine will host a Getting Ireland Ready Brexit Seminar on Monday 30th of September at the Radisson Blue Little Islands, County Cork. The Brexit Seminar will inform and advise about Brexit preparedness and some practical steps which businesses can take to keep the agri-food trade moving. Venue will be Radisson Blue Hotel, Little Islands, County Cork, and the air code is T45 WF53. That's T for Tommy, 45, W for Wicklow, F for Freddy, 53. Time, 9.30am, Monday, September 30th. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Cree, TD, and representatives from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, and the Revenue Commissioners will be present. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Cree, TD, has announced Bioeconomy Ireland Week. The announcement was made on 26th of September 2019. Bioeconomy Week will start on the 11th of October, continuing till the 18th of October 2019. That's Bioeconomy Week, 11th to 18th of October, inclusive. Bioeconomy Week Ireland will place a spotlight on Ireland's bioeconomy through a series of events and activities led by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine and the Department of Communications, Climate Action and Environment. The events are in collaboration with bioeconomy leaders including Beacon SFI, Bioeconomy Research Centre, Irish Bioeconomy Foundation and the BioConnect Regional Cluster based in Monaghan. Bioeconomy Ireland Week 2019 will take place right across Ireland between Friday 11th of October and Friday 18th of October 2019 inclusive. The bioeconomy uses renewable biological sources sourced sustainably from land and sea such as crops, forestry, aqua, culture, microorganisms and animals and converts these resources and their processing byproducts into value-added bio-based products including proteins, feed, fertilisers, plastics and energy. The bioeconomy has the potential to create new sustainable opportunities for farmers and lead to the creation of high-quality green jobs in rural and coastal areas. Minister Quaid said, following on from last year's very successful Bioeconomy Ireland Day held at the National Bioeconomy Campus in Lachine County Tipperary, it's important to maintain momentum in highlighting the positive contributions which the bioeconomy is making to society and industry in realising the many opportunities it offers 
offers to our primary producers, as well as the agri-food, marine, forestry, waste management, energy, pharma and biotechnology sectors. Further information on the main events taking place over the course of Bioeconomy Ireland Week are available on the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine website, agriculture.gov.ie. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, on 27th of September, announced an extension to the closing date for the public consultation on Ireland's next agri-food strategy to 2030. The consultation, composed of a public consultation document and an online survey, was opened by the Minister on 31st of July last and was due to close on 1st of October this year. This has now been extended to close of business on Friday, 18th of October 2019. Joining us, Mr Philip Cotter, PRO Cork East Ploughing Association. Philip, you have details of tomorrow's ploughing match at Gortru. John, that's correct. Our second qualifying match from Cork East for the coming season will be held in Gortru on tomorrow, the 29th of September. Now, uh, I'd like to pay a special thank you to Joe Motherware, from Plant Priest, which is the venue for the plum. And Joe has given his land freely for the past number of years now. And the committee asked me to extend a sincere thank you to Joe for his help and cooperation in, in all the past years. So we're back at the same venue tomorrow as last year. Plant Priest, Joe Motherwell's land, uh, kind of at the opposite side of the road to where we ploughed last year. So this John will be starting at 11 o'clock sharp. Now, we want to emphasize the starting time. 11 o'clock sharp, and the, it's signposted from the all side, and it's also signposted on the main road from the cock side. But most of the plowmen coming will know, because it's the same venue as the past years, past number of years. So I, t- I think most of the locals and the people that have ploughed every fall won't have any problem. But in any case, if there's any stranger coming, it will be signposted off the main cock, um, Yarl Middleton Road uh, from the yard side and from the cock side. So anyone wishing to plough in this competition on, on tomorrow Sunday would um, hand in their names before 4 o'clock this evening. So John Lynch and John's number is 087-262-5615. That's John Lynch, 087-262-5615, before 4 p.m. today, Saturday, because the draw is being made this evening. So anybody wishing to plough, get their names in before 4 p.m. today, Saturday. Okay, John, thanks very much. Thank you, Philip. Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Mr Alan Jago, IFA Cork Central Dairy Committee Chairman, has details of the forthcoming Cork Central IFA Dairy Meeting being held on Thursday, 3rd of October, in Vienna Woods Hotel Glanmire at 8pm. Alan, welcome to the programme. You have details of the speakers at this very important event. Uh, we have three speakers on the night. The first is Tommy Heffernan. He is the best of Farmers Journal. Our second speaker is Brendan Smitty from Chagas. And our third speaker is Mr. Tom Thielen, the National Dairy Chairman in IFA. So it'll be a very interesting night for all concerned. Looking at European prices and Irish prices, there is the perception, at least, that there's a case to be made for increasing the price paid to suppliers. That's really, I imagine, one aspect of uh, the talk. It certainly will be, uh, John, yes. And I think Tom Thielen is uniquely placed to actually be able to talk about this and address this. 
He has been in Brussels over the last week there at different meetings with Kofi Kutika. Um, so he'll be able to bring an insight into the, the European milk market and where European prices are, and then in turn where, where we are in Ireland. And look, yes, we are lagging a small bit behind in, in, in Ireland, and it's something that I think Tom will be able to, to address and uh, show the people there present where we are and where we're going going forward. I suppose it's very important as well, coming into the winter time where I suppose cash flow is a huge issue on farms, and the farmers can know exactly you know, where, where we're at and where we're heading. And I suppose, look, uh, the second part of that is Brexit, a huge part um, of the financial issues out there are dealing with Brexit. And Tom will be well able to actually address this, talk about it, and uh, give an update, the latest update, as is possible on the Brexit issue. That's fine. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Alan Jago, the IFA Cork Central Dairy Committee. Thank you, Alan, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Toe and Fert Ireland will hold a biological soil health and fertility farm walk at Thomas Griffin's farm in Timmerleague on next Wednesday, 2nd of October at 2pm. The location of uh, Thomas Griffin's farm in Timmerleague is Ballinrohar Timmerleague, County Cork, Air Code P72FW08. Speakers will discuss practical methods on how to assess and improve soil health and fertility naturally, improving vital earthworm numbers naturally occurring on your soils also. A demonstration of the toe and fert fertilizer spreader will also be available with details on how to reduce chemical nitrogen use. Details available also on the Toe and Fert Ireland Facebook page or by contacting Mr. Leslie Dwyer at the following number 0878288542. That's a special biological soil health and fertility farm walk on Thomas Griffin's farm, Ballinrohar, Timberley, County Cork, air code P72FW08, on Wednesday coming, 2nd of October, 2pm. And the spelling there of Tone Fert is T for Tommy, O for Orange, W for White, and F for Freddy, E for Edward, R for Robert, T for Tommy, Toe and Fert, Ireland. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor, thanks to John Foot and Controls, and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update is scheduled for this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11pm, directly after the 10 o'clock news. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.